Here's your Wealth Professional Morning Briefing for Monday, February 14th. Creating NFTs is the newest status symbol for celebrities and brands, but should investors be cautious of the burgeoning digital assets? Last week, they were among the assets listed by KPMG Canada as ripe for expansion along with blockchain and the metaverse, and its first allocations to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Critics, though, warn that the digital assets are risky and point to similar concerns around cryptocurrencies, but those excited by the market see huge opportunity and often counter-criticism by making comparisons to physical fine art, which has long been traded and used as a storage of value. Nigel Green, CEO of international financial advisory firm Devere Group, believes they'll become a mainstay in investment portfolios within the next five years. But last year, Coinbase founder Fred Ersum said he believed that 90% of NFTs produced would probably have little or no value within three to five years, drawing comparisons to the dot-com boom bust of the late 90s and early 2000s. The US Internal Revenue Service has also been warning about the potential for fraud and other financial crimes linked to NFTs and cryptocurrencies. Recently, the Recording Industry Association of America forced a website offline that it accused of infringing music artists' intellectual property by selling NFTs that were not authorised. In one of the largest ever primary equity raises in the wealth management sector, FNZ, the global wealth management platform, announced that it's obtained $1.4 billion US dollars in fresh equity capital from Canada Pension Plan Investment Board and Motive Partners. As it continues to innovate and expand its regional footprint across the world, the funding values FNZ at over $20 billion US dollars. The firm collaborates with the entire industry as it strives to make wealth management and financial advice more widely accessible. CPP Investments and Motive Partners are the firm's fifth and sixth external owners, respectively, and the company's constantly generated considerable investor interest. In 2018, CDPQ and Generation Investment Management bought a controlling share in the company, forming a long-term investment partnership. For some clients, meeting in person with their financial advisor is the only way it's going to work, but for many others, the flexibility of online meetings is attractive. A recent study by the MQ Research Consortium and the Kansas State University Personal Financial Planning Program looked at how financial planner-client relationships have changed over the past 15 years. It found that more than half of clients expressed a preference for virtual meetings even after pandemic meeting restrictions end, whether used exclusively or with occasional in-person meetings. Financial planners are on board with this, with 8 in 10 intending to use virtual meetings at least some of the time, while 4 in 10 expect to do so most of the time. The Investment Industry Association of Canada has announced the appointment of Tim Curry as its new managing director starting February 28th. Curry's worked in business development and regulatory affairs at top level and was most recently a principal with Canreg Consulting where he assisted TD Bank in implementing the client-focused reforms across the bank's wealth management division. He was previously vice president regulatory affairs at CI Investments where he was responsible for all the company's lobbying activities with industry stakeholders. Curry formerly worked at Asante Wealth Management as Director, Special Projects, Regulatory and Policy Matters. These stories in full at wealthprofessional.ca and in our newsletters. Plus, James Rockwood, founder and CEO of Cap Intel, argues the industry will have to face the music on crypto conversations. Equitable Life unveils critical illness benefit through a new partnership. And do clients love their couple money management as much as their partners? For Wealth Professional Canada, I'm Steve Randall.